Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienyaj. Uh Today, I am here with Awaiting the Answer. Hi, guys. Hey. Howdy. How's it going? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Usually uh, goes the other way, asking us. We're like, yeah. no, we're interviewing you today. Yeah. Um, How'd so, you get the rating? Yeah. <laughs> Keep me on my toes. So uh, we've got Dave, Mike, and Aaron. Uh, so how about we go around the table and everyone kind of say, what's your uh, job in the band? I'm Dave. I am the lead vocalist. I'm Mike. I just look beautiful. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Mike Smalley. I'm the bass player. Uh, I'm Aaron Davis. I am the one of the guitar players and write a lot of the riffs. Yeah, we're missing Kevin and Jordan. Kevin's our other guitarist and Jordan's our drummer, but they got stuff like work and school. <laughs> Responsibilities. Responsibilities. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, so h- how long have you guys been a band? Since uh, I think the beginning of 2015, roughly about February 2015. Okay, and for people who maybe just are just tuning in and didn't hear the song we're just listening to, uh, how would you describe uh, your music to uh, somebody who, if they ask what kind of music you make? Uh, well, that's always up for debate half the time. I always <laughs> find it's like, oh, we're like for the longest time we were saying, oh yeah, we're metal, and then a metal guy listens to it's like that's not metal, my friend. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we're like heavy, like hard, hard rock, metalcore. Usually a lot of energy, but also very melodic at the same time. So lots of face melter solos. But I'm just realizing, I think I got that last question wrong. I think it's beginning of 2016, not beginning of 2015, right? Yeah. No, that's when I joined, was the beginning of 2016. <laughs> well, that's when we've been a full band. Before oh, yeah. That, we were just a bunch of dicks. <laughs> There's some around. debate. <laughs> so back to the music part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Like, that's probably, like, I always tell people, yeah, like, mostly we're, you know, hard rock, between hard rock, uh, Metalcore, usually I'll throw metal in there every once in a while because there's screamo and all that stuff. But it's more. I of just a throw an alternative in there. Alternative, alternative metal, throw that, that in there. It. Yeah, just listen to our stuff and then. Make, <laughs> yeah, make pretty your much own selfish plug. Yeah, good. Yeah, just uh, selfish. Selfless. <laughs> selfless. Selfish. Selfish. See, I only have one headphone on, so I can kind of hear myself, but not really. <laughs> you should take them off. I should take these off. Yeah, <laughs> you should take them off. <laughs> yeah, only I need them so I can hear how loud you guys are. Um, so why did you guys decide to get together and make this band awaiting the answer? Um, well, I guess kind of going back to the start is myself and Jordan, our drummer, uh, we just started jamming in the basement, not thinking too much of it. And... Uh, we realized after the first couple of jams, like, hey, we're starting to actually write some songs here. Maybe we should reach out and get some new members. And, uh, you know, music's kind of just been a passion and a hobby for everybody in the band here for years and years and years. I've been playing myself for around 15 years. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, I've been playing in bands for ever because I grew up in a small, terrible town. So all you did was play music and drink at a very young age. So, <laughs> Conveniently enough. 18. 18 of You do that in bigger towns, too. <laughs> and bigger towns, too. Bigger yeah. But see, you got, like, you have excuses. You have, like, things like go-karts and stuff. But anyways, yeah, for, yeah, same kind of thing. We've all just kind of, we're always really passionate about music, and all of us have been in bands for, yeah, for everybody. Like, any time we had a garage, basically, and, and mm-hmm. found a drummer, because that's always the key part of it, is finding... Exactly. That's, I had a band before drums. this, and... Uh, we went through like five drummers in a row. No one wanted to stick around. So I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to go find a new project. So that's how I ended up with these guys. Have you always been in bands that make this kind of music? No, my other band was kind of just <laughs> run of the mill rock, rock and roll. Yeah, mine is, oh, I'm all over the place. I was in a, 
probably well i'm in not like a couple other bands too but they're just they're i'm in one it's a cover band two of them actually sorry they're both cover bands you gotta and say the name kinda, of the band hot taco yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do play it yeah another that. plug another plug for other band <laughs> the hottest tacos just kidding but anyways yeah so for me it's been always a mix usually that or like old oldie <coughs> rock I don't know why. Pretty much because the only thing I could play for the longest time <laughs> on guitar. <laughs> I've been into metal since I was like a little kid, so I don't stray too far from that path. Mm-hmm. However, I do like classic rock. It's awesome. Of course you do. So Bring that all the time. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> I think Jordan's the only one I've ever talked to that says he does not like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well, young, that's an that's interesting... Why. I, why don't you like Led why don't you like not me? George oh, no. Don't, oh, don't put me with here so he can't defend himself. Okay. We're just not going to like him. That's why actually why we didn't invite him. Uh, <laughs> you don't like Zeppelin, you can't come to the interview. <laughs> you cannot talk on the radio. <laughs> I have um, got into it with him. So you said that. earlier that people who uh, who, are, who are in metal or bands are heard or said that your music isn't metal, but you would describe yourself as metal. Why is there that, that conflict in opinions? Probably because there's so many genres in metal, and okay. they're kind of all organized into different groups. You know, you have your real, real heavy hitting, kind of screaming, growling type of guys, and they kind of stick to to their little niche, right? And mm-hmm. then you have, say, your hard rock guys, and they're kind of in the, their own little niche. And um, metal's always traditionally been like that for yeah. as long as well, I can oh, remember. Punk is like eight times worse. There's a huge <laughs> death metal scene in this city too. And as soon as they hear a little bit of screaming or a little bit of singing in some metal, they're like, ah, that's, that's not that's metal. Real metal. <laughs> that's pop rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. We're apparently pop. We don't <laughs> scream all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. I um I don't know much about metal. I'll be honest. Uh, I have gone to a, a couple. Um, Punk concerts. I know that's all the same thing, but I've yeah. um, there's some metal bands that were little, at the show. More and, closely knit than you'd think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said that you're from a small town and you're like wanting to get out of your small town. I'm like, oh, that's punk, punk music. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much what we did there. Because you'd play like, I don't know, like especially if you're just learning stuff. Punk was always the go-to because you'd always. I was just an angsty teenager, mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm so just gonna, I'm just gonna go in a garage and cut my play. mohawk, <laughs> my fro, even though that looks like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then play punk and then it just kind of my actually yeah when i first started listening to music man you don't even want to know what i first listened to i didn't know anything so i listened to like like i'm not bashing country but i listened to country like so hard because i didn't know anything and my my friend across the street was like here's slipknot <laughs> i was like, yeah. like what is what is this i'm in scouts i know how to make one of those i don't know what you're talking about then i listened to it and everything was just like oh my god is this amazing where yeah. has this been all my life and and i went out and you know started painting my nails black that's oh, yeah. that is the, the starting oh, yeah, I totally thing did. i'm not making that up I not everybody in our group is like mike and we don't paint our fingernails but you know <laughs> hey that's his thing so we started out with a song called no innocence it's from your uh, self-titled ep awaiting the answer uh what started the that getting that song written I, I could have worded that question better but actually uh like i was talking about earlier when myself and jordan were just jamming in, in the basement um that was the first song we came up with. But the first hour of me and him talking together and just playing some tunes, um, that first riff in the verse there, that was all that day. First time we got together. Um, yeah, it was the first one we started working on yeah. with, when I joined the group. That's right. And uh, 
I started writing lyrics to it, and it was my first time writing metal, because I always wrote, like, just kind of rock stuff, so I thought it had to be, like, inherently angry. <laughs> it has to be angry. So I started writing about being pissed off, and uh, it, it strayed to some different topics as well. But then, actually, I lost the lyrics. I wrote them down on a piece of paper, completely lost them, and I had to rewrite it from scratch again. But it still came out a little angry. <laughs> Wasn't the working title Lost Words for the Longest Time? Because you literally lost the page? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that sounds like so like heavy, and it's really just because of an accident. <laughs> um, so, how is you used, to, uh, you used to write for rock? How is rock? Would you guys say rock music when writing lyrics is different to when writing metal lyrics? I don't think there's really much of a difference, really. I find it's just really yeah. what you're like. I mean, you can listen to you can write about anything in any yeah. genre, really. Yeah, okay. because I mean, even if you, it's funny enough, you listen to like say like some of the some super heavy Christian rock bands, like they're talking about God and being saved and stuff like that. But it's like heavy screamo, mm -hmm. like oh, yeah. super positive, right? Yeah. Like I mean, even uh, well, um, uh, like Suicide Silence, even a lot of their lyrics are pretty like they're just hey go party like, <laughs> like you know so i really i think it really just has more to do with just i don't know the person himself and just how you how what you're deciding to write about i mean some it also depends on the draw like i mean if you're a country you're not going to talk about like well, actually, you kind of talk about the same Country thing. I was going to say, the only party, genres you that just remove the pickup truck aspect, <laughs> and it's like rap, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, so it's really hard to it's really hard to say, but I think pickup it's just mostly you take girl your in jeans yeah. and like. I don't know. <laughs> that should be our next track hit song. Right? <laughs> so then, uh, why do you think that there is this? Um, kind of like i guess stigma that like metal is angry and mean and like all these horrible well yeah that was totally topics. me going in i was like oh i'm yeah. writing for a metal band now i have to be angry but no it's totally not that way i did that with like the first song and then i yeah. started doing other topics and i, I think it mainly like comes just from the energy that it has mm -hmm. and it's very you know it's just like the riff like a lot of the, how the guitars and bass just like that type of attitude you feel when you like you listen to it right you listen to you listen to anything else you know like classical or country and you kind of have like or like top 40 you have a different like you want to dance to top 40 when you hear like heavy hitting like double kick just going crazy you want to start you know breaking stuff so like you just kind of <laughs> feel much. you just feel that energy it just hits you right like i mean one example of music that kind of hits me like random like that i, used, I started listening to dubstep right because it reminds me of metal of this like yeah. hard hitting it's jump true. up and get crazy so yeah. don't say that on the air no one wants to hear you i don't care here. i could be talking about way worse things <laughs> um so let's say that you're you're um you meet, you're at a party or something and the, the place is irrelevant and you're trying to get someone to listen to your music maybe they don't listen to this kind of music how would you kind of get their minds open to like hey just give it a try just physically restrain them put them down in this. a chair you're gonna listen let to me this. blow your mind <laughs> <laughs> and just wrap them in and put it on their heads have you heard my band need about 10 feet of rope uh, <laughs> oh yeah for me half of it goes like I drink a lot of alcohol I show up to a party and be like have you guys heard my new band I like, knew come it come on turn you're it that on. Guy. and then half the people give me the like oh that's neat and if they say that's neat that means it's terrible and then the rest of the drunk people are like yeah, yeah that's man. Yeah. And that's totally honestly like the you. best type of publicity is just like going to a party and people are like, yeah, I remember that band that that drunk guy was playing? Well, apparently this is his band. So 
that's kind of like you gotta. Does that work for you? Does that help? Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. But it's oh, yeah. because I usually hang around with other degenerates like me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy to push things off. Me a degenerate? Would you, <laughs> would you say that your demographic is those kind of people? Then, no, 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 no. People like no. drink. <laughs> some of our, I have like some of our uh, um, our guitarist uh, Kevin. Um, some of his friends, like his family friends, is um, live out in Kenora, and it's like his parents' friends. So they're like you know like middle aged. And they even they were the ones who got us a show once. They're like, mm-hmm. we want you yep. out in Kenora playing a show, and we did that at uh, what, what was the hotel there? What was that place called? Shooters. Shooters. Shooter. Yeah, yeah. When we played at Shooters, Shooter. most of our crowd sure was every middle city aged. Has a place called Shooters. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, you know, like half of them own their own businesses, very like, like you know, buttoned up, shirt buttoned mm-hmm. up kind of people. So it's very interesting, actually. What was like? I'm curious. What was the reaction of the crowd at that show? It was pretty good. Actually, it was yeah. very yeah. positive. You just brought out their like inner child. Oh yeah, they were cheering more. And they're like, yes, and it's like tearing yeah. out their. But they were like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they were like classic cheering too. They put up like the like the horns that were just oh, like yeah. yes, yes, with like one beer in their other hand, just like woo, and like hey, flipping I still us do off. That. Like, <laughs> no, but like back in the day, like heavy metals, heavy metalers, and punk rockers would like flip off, like you know the act, like the yeah. the like the act, and you would like flip them off too, and it was all aggressive, right? And they're doing that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm a millennial. I'm a little sensitive to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually offended. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, do you remember our first gig too out in Lebo? It was like mostly middle-aged people, and people kept coming up to us after and saying, "You know, I really don't like heavy music, but I really liked you guys." That's why it's hard to say about our genre. Yeah, because like some like people who like like I don't know any of the other hair metal bands, or yeah. like old rock bands like Metallica or Iron Maiden, all that stuff. They usually kind of find some. You think you well, just we find blend a little influence. bit of the new and the old. Like we have a lot of like yeah. the singing vocals with some some of the screaming. So I think yeah. it kind of appeals mm-hmm. to. It to both uh, demographics. Yeah. You could say that, like, oh, we're metal music that old people like. Yeah. <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Hey, old people <laughs> <out> to our <laughs> stuff. If you want. I mean, maybe not use old people. That people might get offended by that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> what is what is your um, songwriting process when you're bringing in new material as a band? Oh, it's usually a riff. We actually have this thing now. We call it the Riff Bank. Riff okay. Bank Taco Time. Riff Bank Taco Time, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> explain something. Okay, you can't just say those in a sentence and not explain it, Aaron. Go. Well, you could, but uh, I mean, basically, we have a WhatsApp group, and all we do is send riffs back and forth. And usually, kind of how it starts is myself or Kevin will have like an idea, and we'll send it to the group. And if everybody likes it, cool. Uh, me and Kevin will sit down with it. We'll kind of write out the guitars, and then we'll bring it to the group. And you missed then, out Taco Time. I'm getting to it. Okay, sorry. We're climaxing here. <laughs> and uh, we'll kind of write the music that way. We'll get the drums and the bass. And then uh, what we'll do is we'll kind of play it over and over and over while Dave writes his lyrics. And then when we're about to strangle him, he says, okay, we're done. Now we got to play it as a whole. And, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. usually when we're coming into the lyric part of it, when we get together as a group, usually we'll go to one of our houses and the taco time comes in. We have taco nights where we write our stuff. And we make just make tacos, tacos write music. <laughs> You know, maybe drink maybe beer. drink some beers. Yeah. <laughs> By maybe, I mean definitely, and not some, a lot. <laughs> and you'll notice that the music gets progressively better but and tacos, better. Exactly. <laughs> tacos <laughs> definitely <laughs> helps the uh, creative process. Yeah. So any uh, uh, musicians out there need to know about how to get over a writing hump or writer's block, tacos. That's tacos. Okay, that's good to nice know. That's, that's really good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that makes sense. Uh, so you guys would say that your your lyrics aren't the top priority when you're writing this kind of music. Well, we leave it mostly up to, to like we leave it up to the instruments, right? So like 
it, we all have opinions and things like that, but we'll kind of leave it up to, like, for example, with the lyrics, we pretty much leave it up to Dave because his lyrics, all, like, just, we've, I've tried to write lyrics before. Well, I have, and then I listen to his, and I'm like, wow, that's way way more deep than mine <laughs> like mine are terrible and then, and then you know so like the guitarist he let them kind of do their thing he'll talk and work it out and bass I just you know I'm a bass player so I just kind of come in after <laughs> everything's laid down and go okay and then make some stuff but so I guess lyrically I mean is that that's you pretty much write it all eh? yeah well it took a little while when we first started getting together because I didn't know how to write to somebody else's music somebody else's riffs like when I was in my other band I was always writing the riffs because I play guitar a little bit not as good as these guys though <laughs> So I would always write the lyrics as I wrote the riff. So when I was trying to write to somebody else's riffs, it, it was a bit of a struggle, but it's, it's better now. Now I know what their structuring is and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And usually we'll come in and we'll structure a song a certain way. And then when Dave comes in with his lyrics, he basically rips I'll it all apart. Restructure it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That usually happens. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> have you tried doing it the other way around where you'll have lyrics written and then you'll write them the accompaniment for that? And yeah. Some of the songs we've written, I like, I had just on my phone and like the little notes thing that you have or whatever. If I am just the memo, doing nothing and yeah. I hear something mm -hmm. in my head and I, yeah, I'll just start writing lyrics down. And then if it fits to a riff later on, I'll, I'll absolutely use that. So that's how some of the stuff gets started lyrically for me. But yeah, we uh, haven't really uh, written down a whole sheet and then been like, let's make something around this. It's yeah. usually not the case. Yeah, okay. It's usually not a full song lyrically, and then you write this riff around it. Just not the way we do it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, that's, that's I just curious. That's interesting. Don't question okay, our okay, methods. <laughs> 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 All right, you get thrown out of here. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> my goal. No, okay, we got like 30 minutes left to see how long I can. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, this EP, you have five songs on it? I yep, yep, yeah, yep. five. Uh, how did you narrow it down to those five to release them? I think it was basically as easy as just the first five we wrote. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had like one to maybe three that we still had like pretty much finished, but we decided that I th they were our later ones that still might need adjustment and stuff like that. So we just went with the five that are completely done and the first ones we did. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Okay, no, yeah. there's no more process. And why did you guys do it, right, choose five rather than like three or four or seven? Because we're poor and can't afford any more recording. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but Pretty even much. But even then. Well, even less. Like some people do three Some people do EPs. three. I guess five is, we actually talked about it, I think. Yeah, like, yeah I think we. someone wanted to four at first, and I was like, no, let's just make it a nice, even, yeah. not even even number, I guess, just five. <laughs> that's that's five sounds five. Five. A, a odd ten. number. It makes it, sense to yeah. me. And I think it was the breakup break of the songs as well, because our, our you know, this our softer song in there, Lakes of Stone, we just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of wanted it in the middle. Instead yeah. of being, yeah. it couldn't be a finisher, it couldn't be an opener, and we're like, right in the middle, this yeah. is where this has got to go. <laughs> and then one of our then one of our songs, I think, what leads into it, actually. Yeah, so. like one of the... One of the things I think we did is when we chose the five songs and, like, we're choosing the order. Like, it seems to flow nice. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. it made sense. And then the last song in the album, uh, Face the Day, it kind of just ends it on a really hard, fast, heavy note. So Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You want to end with a bang well. kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, so we are going to go for a break in just a little bit, but I wanted to talk about the United Fiber. Um, awesome. You guys are one of the finalists. Congratulations. That's Thank really exciting. Thank you. We are pumped. Woo! Yay. I'm giving myself an applause. <laughs> Pat on the back. Um, so, uh, what did you? <laughs> what did you guys decide to uh, join the um, United Fiber? 
Well, that was you, uh, Aaron. Okay, who entered us? You entered us. I think us. it was me. Yeah, it was you. You did. No, <laughs> I actually did I, it on a women of prayer, just yeah, thinking, think hey, we, we became a Manitoba music member, right? And yeah, we got like, an hey, email on it and said, hey, you can enter this, so why not? Yeah. Um, we were actually a little bit surprised that we got selected for this, too, because, uh, I don't know, just based on some of the other genres that we're entering, we're definitely the heaviest. Yeah, um, well, actually, some there was, there was some other bands that... Entered as well, but like, it's all done in votes, right? So yeah, all it shows that a lot of people like their indie music. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll give them a taste of something else. There, yeah, okay. oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're so, okay. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to listen to the song um, "Methods Unspoken." Um, what's kind of started this writing process for that song? That is totally like an anti-media song. Um, Which a lot of my tattoos are based on. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're going through We're on the right media. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just about how, you know, don't believe everything you hear on the on the radio. No, on, on TV. <laughs> uh, and how the media twists stories and, and lies and, you know. Okay. Do a bit more questioning. And, and how, why were you Question so, everything. what what inspired you to be so passionate about writing a song about that? Uh, it's something I've always been passionate about. Um, my brother actually runs an alternative media website that he <laughs> shoves down my throat all the time and talks <laughs> about it. So <laughs> I've just learned a lot about it from having a brother in that field. So I don't know. I, I feel strongly about it. Fair enough. Okay. Sounds good. And do you guys want to add anything about what we should be listening for in the song? Oh, yeah, this bass line is so great. This, uh, <laughs> this was a song, the actually, that I came in after it was written. So there was already okay. so much guitar going. I was like, all right, Root Notes, here we go. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'll listen to Root Notes. Um, all right, so we're going to be listening to Methods Unspoken uh, by uh, Awaiting the Answer from their self-titled EP. This is Ashley Vienja on the Winnipeg User Project at 101.5 UMFM. And uh, here we go. Flames as we fall. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. You just uh, finished 101.5, is what I said, right, FM? I think so. Um, I you just so. finished <laughs> listening to uh, Methods Unspoken, uh, which is by uh, Awaiting the Answers from their self-titled EP. Uh, you guys are still here, right? Well, yeah, kind most, of didn't most scare most me off yet. Yeah, no, I, I am. Or the opposite way. I'm, I'm very here. scary. So um, <laughs> I like that kind of like stormy sound at the end. That kind of. Um, that's what leads into the next song. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what next song that comes on. Ooh. 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 <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so what would you guys say your main influences are when you are writing music? For? Who's up first? I'll take this one. <laughs> All right, so uh, Metallica. Me, <laughs> you know what? It's in I'm there, but joking. it's not the first one. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of In Flames lately. That's kind of my main driver right now. Probably my favorite band for the last little while. Um, but I've always been into like classic metal. So like your Metallicas, your Megadeth, your Iron Maiden, uh, Pantera, Dimebag Daryl is a huge influence for me. Um, that's pretty much it. I like some newer stuff like Kill Switch Engage. Uh, Trivium's pretty cool. Um, but there's just so much out there. I like it all, pretty much. If it's metal, it's probably going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. But with those bands, yeah, your biggest influence is probably like, yeah, like more, oh, not class, it's not classic rock, but just like. Classic metal. Classic I guess metal. Would yeah. be the term, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, is that, what does that mean, classic metal? Oh, like. Stuff like from the 80s, 80s. 90s kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. About that. And classic rock, too. Like, I listen to a lot of uh, ZZ Top, Zeppelin. Um, you know stuff like that Fleetwood Mac the top there's nothing there, wrong right? with a good Fleetwood yeah. Mac throwing ZZ <laughs> Top that was that came it ain't easy nowhere. being ZZ <laughs> hey ZZ Top is amazing oh, the totally. police yeah. what um, you man <laughs> yeah you um, I a lot more like 90s grunge influenced I really love like Pearl Jam Stone Temple Pilots uh, Nirvana all that kind of stuff one of my favorite bands that when I first really started getting into music was The Offspring actually so they're still a huge influence for me, although it probably doesn't really shine through in our music. But <laughs> well, it comes out of the lyric writing, though, when you're listening to a lot of that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine. I'm old oh man. <laughs> mine doesn't make any sense because I've always like chili pirate peppers metal. and flea and pirate metal. Hey, <laughs> 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 not that I love pirate metal, man. That stuff's awesome. It is good, but uh, yeah, for me, I mean, most of most of my influence goes back to like I said, I started listening to the weirdest stuff ever, like like just a random one around. Like I really flea from Chili Peppers is probably one of like my biggest influences next to like Victor Wooten like Victor Wooten he's, he plays for like he's he's a solo artist but his stuff like go check it out he insp- he's more inspiring than anything so I like try to listen to him um, other influences I have um, Mud, I used to listen to Mudvayne all the time so that kind of that bass player if I, I know his name but I'm spacing right now <laughs> yeah he's solid he's an amazing bassist um, and ever since I went into bass because um, I started playing guitar um long time ago cut my finger can't bar notes anymore <laughs> so i switched to bass and as soon as i did i was like i should have been doing this the whole time pretty much from then when i was about 15 i started following bands with lots of like really bass driven bands with really talented bass players like even uh um uh suicidal tendencies their bass player doesn't make any damn sense he's so good so mm-hmm. a guy uh 
that I know just started up a band here in the city. That it's, it's two bass players and a drummer. That sounds amazing. Only to out. me and other bass players. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, is it could be three, Mike. <laughs> it could be three, yeah, it could be. <laughs> um, that's actually a really interesting uh, thing to say. So, how did how did I uh, both uh, you, Dave and Aaron? How did you guys get involved in in learning music and how to learning to play your instrument? Like you said. Uh, you started with guitar, and yeah. then um, started with a guitar for me. Yeah, and then and I just kind of transferred. And and just, same here. And then just magic. Yeah, uh, I uh, my brother played guitar, my dad played guitar, um, so I got a guitar passed down to me from both of them, and then took some lessons. Lessons didn't last very long. I just learned the, the <laughs> fundamentals, and then started playing on my own. Played in bands, then started singing, and uh started singing more and more and more and then was like hey i want to try being a lead singer so then i dropped the guitar and just focused on singing i still play guitar but so you at least you got a good hand-me-down like what what was your hand-me-down guitar my hand-me-down was actually the guitar that belonged to kurt winners of the guess who what yeah what? What? <laughs> i would never give my child that oh man I still that's have a terrible that idea well it's, oh my it's God. an old like Should it looks like an old case. fender uh <laughs> strap but it's yeah. called it's a harmony strat i got uh, a f- i got a slammer by hammer it cost <laughs> that was my second bucks the, the, <laughs> that was my second the harmony that it only worked for so long and then it just oh well, man if i gave that to my kid and they gave it back broken i'd just i'd find it disown them oh, yeah. it was just the electronics <laughs> and it were messed up you're like you're, you're no longer blood to me yeah. uh, and what about what about you aaron Dude, that's awesome uh you know funny enough i started on piano when i was about eight and, it's not uh, funny. That's amazing. Piano How did I best. never know that? See, I'm, I'm saying funny for these guys because <laughs> oh, okay. I know I'll catch. No, man, I want piano. I just never knew that. Why you never piano with Lake Sestone? I, know you I can tickle piano. the ivories. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I started on piano, and then uh, my <laughs> weird enough story. My grandma bought me a boombox and Metallica's Black album when I was like nine or ten. Your grandma? My grandma. That's awesome. People so shows up and oh, grandma. here you go. And uh, <laughs> that's not her voice. Oh I do a terrible, terrible impression. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, so ever since then, I was like, man, I got to play guitar. So I got like, I think it was a hammer slammer or whatever you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Just things. a terrible slammer single by coil. Slammer by hammer. You know, and a, and a really crappy amp. I think my dad yeah. traded some, some musical equipment for it. Um, and ever since then, you I traded I, you in your piano. No, 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 he traded in his like one of those really old tape. Um, I don't know what you'd call A-tracks. it. A <laughs> Maybe it was an A track. I don't know at the time. And uh, I started playing guitar, and I'm pretty well all self taught. I took a couple of lessons, but um, otherwise, I just learned tabs and went from there. Okay. Yeah, listen to you too. That's actually pretty crazy. I never knew. I thought you took lessons for a while because yeah, nope. you. you I don't know. <laughs> I don't know scales or anything. I just put the notes where they feel like they should go. <laughs> well, like, that takes some talent. Oh yeah. I'll just probably say harder work. If you don't know, actually. you don't know scales. But well, if you came from piano, then you would probably know a little bit about scales. Yeah, like I know music theory. Right? Yeah. So okay. It's, it's similar kind of. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so for maybe um, new, even newer uh, music. Or I should say, metal lovers, or who want, or maybe who want to come into this loud kind of band, or want to start their own. Do you guys have any advice for those people who are listening? Tacos. Have lots of money. taco <laughs> nights. You gotta have taco, you gotta have taco nights. Get the creative juices yeah. flowing. I feel Honest, like yeah. if you were trying to get somebody to join your band, like, yeah, come over, I'll make tacos. Like, then <laughs> get the, that's how you bring them in. That's our initiation. I asked Mike when he was going to join the band. I'm like, how do you feel about tacos? And he was very, very excited about <laughs> very it. Very excited. So you're like, this can work. I knew he was a solid. <laughs> this guy. will work. Yeah. <laughs> for any advice, is just do it, man. Like, yeah. Winnipeg has a great scene, very welcoming scene. Yep. We've had a lot. We've had bands that have been around for you know 
in our city for a good 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 amount of years like you know dark messiah 500 pound furnace they we asked them we're like hey can we have a like we're just these new guys can we have a show with you guys they're like yeah 100 percent. come on down it'll be awesome and so oh, yeah. and they've been offering a lot of good since, guys on the yeah, yeah. city yeah. so everybody's welcoming so yeah. don't be afraid to ask like just no, everyone's got social media just make your band and if you've never played in front of a show just ask just ask any like any band that you've been to at a local gig they'll probably try to hook you up because we're a pretty open community so yeah. Oh, ask us. And if you don't know where to start music-wise, like writing, just try whatever feels right and try new things, too, different things. Like, if you're adding different flavors to whatever, metal, rock, whatever you're doing, it's going to be good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, don't like, be afraid to stand out or do something different. Cause. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if it's in the metal scene, yeah, like just the same yeah. thing. Like, just try some, if you want to try something new with metal or heavy and get hot. Like, you don't have to be angry. If you want to throw three bases <laughs> and a you drum don't have to together, be angry do to play metal. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need six feet of hair and beard and everything. I mean, yeah. looks cool and everything, but I'm you missing don't need most it. of my hair. Oh, so thank God. Matter. I was so discouraged. I don't have the long hair. <laughs> Nor the beard. And I can't I grow know. a beard. Okay. All I have is a beard because I'm just making I up definitely can't grow a beard. You know, yeah, neither can I. So, what is your favorite song to perform live? Oh, I got. Oh, I got my answer. It wasn't even a pre-planned question. I know. You first. Mine's better. I but bet you his is light the sky. Of I course it is. Yeah. Like the sky. So it's the only thing he does. One of our newer himself. songs that we've yeah. written. It. Uh, Mike actually started writing it. He does like this little tapping riff on the bass that starts the entire song, and it's just incredible. When he first showed it to us, we were like, "Yeah, we're using that." Yeah. It's not on our EP, so if you want to hear it, come out to a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got some shows coming up. Uh, February 11th at the Handsome Daughter. Uh, February 17th at the Garrick Hotel. Uh, the United Fiverr. Fiver up uh, in two days, the 19th at the, the Goodwill. Goodwill. And then I think we're, we might be playing March 2nd again at the Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Are all of these dates listed on your website and Facebook? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. No, wait, sorry. The first two, <laughs> the ones that are official, which are the Uniter, um, the 11th, and the 17th. The 17th are there. The March 2nd is still tentative, but it'll yeah. be up all on our Facebook. We also have awaitingtheanswer.com. All of our events will be on there as well. Okay, so people who are listening to this on the podcast, I will have links to those on the website, so don't worry about that. I'll make it nice and easy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But who else is, or what is your favorite song to play? We only talked to Um, Mike. Mike just took over. I like favorite (laughs) songs to play. (laughs) He beats me. (laughs) You know what? I think I'm going to go with Shelterless, another one of our newer ones. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Why? Why would you say? I, I vocally it's uh, it's one of the more challenging ones yeah and uh, still I get to scream a little bit so that's always fun yeah and it's just really driving really energetic so it's really fun to play in a live environment and get the crowd going yeah it's funny that those two are not on our also this is not on our EP but <laughs> well it just encourages people to come to the shows <laughs> exactly. they have to come now exactly yeah. I gotta say, my favorite live has gotta be Footprints. And the only reason for that is I get to play two big drums in the middle of the song. We give him two floor toms (laughs) and that bridge, and And he just just starts whacking on those with the, uh, well, also with the other drummer. The other drummer. (laughs) Our drummer. (laughs) The main drummer. And then he plays, and it just kind of works really well. It's kind of a, it's really really cool to see. It's It's our attempt at being Slipknot. And that one's not on the EP either. Nope, nope. But if you've been to our shows, you should. Favorite song to play off the EP, I would have to say is probably Face the Day, the last song in the album. I'm going with Face the Day too because yeah. at the, actually funny enough, the way we play it on the EP I changed it <laughs> and actually now that when we play it live I 
play it differently it just more is just more difficult and i actually follow <laughs> follow you guys the guitarists instead of trying to like cheat like yeah, I you match the, the riff and it's a really fast <laughs> riff so it's not easy for a bassist yeah. that's good that's good cheating's not good you shouldn't cheat um so wait do you now you cheat or no i don't anymore you, okay. well actually i just like i was like like root notes you gotta go understand when we started recording our ep yeah. we he joined the band three weeks earlier we're like okay yeah. three weeks we've got a gig coming up and we're starting recording in three weeks are you in he's like oh yeah why not <laughs> yeah. so he learned this incredibly difficult that sounds song. exactly like something that he would say like <laughs> word for word yeah. on the like that 45 minutes yeah, i've known sure. you like the person. <laughs> it's like I, this guy got me a tacos yeah. Uh, yeah yeah what about yours off the ep what do you think off the ep yeah. um you know what i like no innocence no i still sense. like no innocence it's okay. a fun song yeah and people seem to like it even though it's like pretty basic and pretty simple yeah, yeah, you say it's pretty basic, pretty simple. And then there's like, and I'm like, what? Simple. Yeah. Okay, my simple. And it's like, also, bom, you bom, guys bom, are harmonizing done. throughout the entire verses. Yeah. So it's, it, I wouldn't say it's simple, but it's simple for you well, and Kevin. It's simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Compared to what we do now, it's simple. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And are you guys working on a upcoming album at some We have point? about eight new songs that are ready. Uh, well, we've been performing them for a while. So, uh, yeah, they're ready to be put on a new album. We want to finish, obviously, uh, more than eight, probably maybe 10, two. maybe even to 13. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pretty much we're just uh, going to play as many shows as we can to raise some funds to get into the studio. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you, all the, all the uh, I guess, income you make from these bands goes straight to saving up for... Yeah, we have uh, a band fund okay. that we, we pool together. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're trying to... Right now we're saving it up mainly for, yeah, to get a good old good old LP out and get that because it's expensive. They oh, are yeah. very expensive. Are you guys <laughs> be pl- applying yeah. for funding at all? Didn't know we can do that. So I will be after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there is. You Wait, can, Aaron, you, you guys knew you can get a grant oh, or yeah. whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, you can, yeah. You can, there's so many options. And now that if you're we're a member of Manitoba, Manitoba Music, music. Yeah. Uh, they have discounts at uh, one or two certain studios. I can't remember the names, but... Uh, mm-hmm. well, and you, you can do. also <laughs> get funding. I think it's through the province or something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What you should do is you should contact someone at Manitoba Music, and they will actually walk you through how to properly grant right and there's actually they actually have workshops that will walk you through the steps that you need to prepare and have that ready so you can have a better shot of getting those grants nice free money sounds good free money is always good and it's it's, I've never applied for grants (laughs) I plan on applying this year for my my upcoming UP Um, (laughs) but um, it was they they just make you so much prepared they plan um you can get for touring as well, um, and then they just line up. You just it makes you have a better plan for what you need. Hmm. Um, so you think about this up ahead of time, not just like, "Hey, we're going to write an EP." Oh wait, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, um, these guys are usually pretty good at that. Aaron, especially with his one note book. <laughs> I like how you branded mine. Full, it's for oh yeah, everybody. But no, it's full, mine. Di- full disclosure: Aaron's, Aaron's, like, Aaron's, the, Aaron's the father stuff. of the band. The father. I might have like, like a big the voice mother. and like say a lot of stuff, but I know nothing. You're like the cra- you're like the crazy uncle that just like hangs around like, and eats everyone's up, food, causes um, trouble, and leaves. Yeah, good. So Aaron's that, the responsible father. Is like we gotta save money and we gotta do this. That's <laughs> a terrible. That being burden. said, that you're talking about a, a band fun and everything. So how are you balancing? I'm assuming like, two of the other band members are off at work and school. How do you balance all of the real world 
stuff like horribly. Um, horribly. <laughs> Good. What, well, what has been working for you guys? Like planning practice times. Um, yeah, we basically have stuck into stuck in stuck. stuck. In. You've been making up <laughs> words. You should go back to school. I gotta go. Here. Yeah, I should. I like. I'm in a university. I'm gonna go take a course. Um, no, we stuck to a pretty tight schedule. Um, but it's like we also we run a jam space as well. We got a couple bands out of there, so that helps kind of give us we you know a space to jam. Plus, try to get us some income so we don't have to always be forking out money for our jam spaces. Like, mm-hmm. everybody who's, you know, is in a band knows that you have to f- usually find a jam space unless you're lucky enough to, you know, have a house and a soundproof room in the basement or whatever. Yeah. But uh, Or not play super loud music. Or not play, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, your acoustic. That's your only option. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we pretty, uh, me, myself, like, I, I work a standard nine to five. So I know yeah. I'm done work at, like, the end of the day. And yeah. So it works pretty easy for me. So how did you, how are you here then? If you um, oh I booked it off. Okay. Oh wow. Hooray. Well, we Sorry. No, I just ended up getting the day off. Okay. I'm a contractor yeah. and I get my work emailed to me the day before. Yeah. And I'm just I'm about getting emailed to me today. I'm about ninety percent sure I said I had an appointment today, but I didn't say doctor's appointment. I just yeah. said I had an appointment. That's this is, a, this is an good. important thing though. Yeah. Like this, this you can get work off for this. I can no give problem. you a physical. If I it helps, I've but. gotten. I used to, I used to work. <laughs> I used to work with the government for a summer. And I told him, okay, I can't come into work tomorrow because I'm going to be on the on the radio. I'm like, okay, sure. And they just didn't give me the shift. Oh, so no. if you just tell them that you're going to be on the radio, then they'll let yeah. you do anything you want. Um, so uh, <laughs> where can people find you on social media? We got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have our website, awaitingtheanswer.com. Yeah, you can find us on Spotify. Yeah, um, music's yeah. on Spotify, Google iTunes, Play. Google Play. And if you want Amazon, to download, yeah, Amazon, Amazon Deezer, Deezer. Um, Deezer. If you want to download off of uh, Bandcamp, buy our, buy our EP off of uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp, yeah. yeah. Is it Bandcamp.com? I'm pretty sure yeah. we're yeah. absolutely everywhere, everywhere that we yeah. could be. It sounds like <laughs> if I just googled you, I would have Google a really great page. and you'll find something. <laughs> and if you go to the, if you go to our <laughs> website right down at the bottom, there's links to all those. There's YouTube, Bandcamp, yeah. uh, Spotify, Google Play. Great. So I'll definitely link to a couple of the places where you can purchase the music, but more or less for social media, just go to the website and I will link to the website on the blog post, people who are looking for that. Awesome. Great. Uh, I, I'm very sorry, but we do need to start wrapping it up. This has been so much fun. Um, do you guys want to say anything before we go? Maybe just restate those uh, those upcoming show dates so people yeah, can... Yeah, for sure. So we will be at the United Fiverr on Thursday, January 19th this week. Um, and then February 11th, we're going to be at The Handsome Daughter on Sherbrooke. And then February 17th, we're going to be at the Garrick Hotel on Gary Street. So come check us out. Sweet. Yay. All right. Yay. Music. So thank you guys so much for coming out of the show. I really appreciate it. I really Thanks enjoyed hanging out and having some fun. Um, this has been Awaiting the Answer. Uh, we are actually going to finish with the song uh, Lakes of Stone. Really quickly, if you want to tell me what that song's about. Um, it's Good about question. being at the lake. <laughs> That's a terrible description. Uh, all right. No, you it's uh, on a high note. Eh? It's 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 a very abstract song. It's like a Picasso painting. It's uh, open to interpretation and full of metaphors. Oh, all right. Are so you p- saying you're like Mario? Picasso in your songwriting? Yes. You are the Picasso of um, music. Yeah. Great. Okay, so everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's live episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. Um, I'm here with uh, Dave, Mike, and Aaron from uh, Waiting the Answer. Uh, Please come check them out live. They're great, and you're going to hear awesome songs that aren't on their most recent EP. that's, I guess that's it. That's Thanks it. Be at the United yeah. Fiverr. Let's, yeah, let's listen tunes. to this uh, this uh, Lake yeah. of Stone. Okay, later. <laughs>